a creature lunged out. It seems like an emaciated human. Oh no. Oh yeah, no, everyone else hears as Snow lets out this loud, like, yell. I don't know which one shouted out that bellowing scream, and honestly, I don't want to know the answer. I don't know if I want to go to the octopus, because I don't know, I don't want to, I don't want to end up in any hentai situation. I don't want to be grappled by an octopus creature. No, thank you. You exploded this thing so hard, its guts are strewn across the boat. Guess I, uh, delivered a more power in that punch than I expected. I don't think that is what the, the point of what's going on here. Uh, where are the enemies? Where are we going? What's happening? Are we still fighting things? The creature which was previously grappling Draken turns its attention to you. I need to know if you can suck my toes. And welcome back to the Odd Campaign. This is Season 4, Episode 24. I am Quentin, your GM and host for today's episode, and I am surrounded by a bunch of lovely players. So, hello, my lovely players. Hello, hello. my lovely players. Hello. Hi, guys. Uh, so, uh, go, go around. Uh, everyone knows who I am. I said my name, and they can associate that then with this here voice. Uh, but please introduce themselves. Well, hi, my name is Emily. And I play Snow, who is the leader of the Odd Guild, alongside with her faithful wolf companion, Nachia, who is the king. What a good boy, Nachia. Oh, yeah. And I'm RL. I play Zana with her faithful crow. Uh, well, am I? Her, her crow companion. I, I'm there. You're there. I'm there. You're helpful. Sure. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. Hello, I am Jonathan, and I play the character Tama, and hopefully his roles are better this time. Amen to that. I feel that in a deep emotional level. I'm sorry. I, I, I just love how Alistair just doubts everything that Zana said. But that's just because it's like her inner monologue. I know. It's, it's the self-doubt that the character has, you know? Last time on the Odd Campaign, our savvy seafarers set out to conquer the Glacial Crown. Uh, but amidst some scandalous scurvy, the last thing they anticipated was their boat being boarded by occult sea terrors. Dun 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 dun. Cue dramatic music. Still, in the thick of battle, everyone had regrouped only to witness a few of their members jump off into the icy depths. We are going to be regathering now, as I mentioned, with Snow, Wilson, and Tama on the lower deck of the Solace, where they just witnessed their compatriots jump overboard after seeing them polymorphed, if you would, into malevolent sea creatures. They jumped out one of the portholes. Uh, so, Snow, covered in blood, guts, and other viscera, 
is currently standing there holding this Berserker's Byblade in her hands. She's still enraged and I, she hasn't really taken in everything that's happened. And you can tell that she seems angry, Tama. You can hear that heavy breathing. Angry. Angry. She's angry. Uh, but she is standing there and she glares at you. And you can see, like, she's trying to, like, say something, but it comes out more like this, like, like, growl towards you. Uh, Tama's just kind of sitting there, almost feeling, looking like he isn't really noticing anything else that's going on. He's just thinking to himself, and it's kind of weird. He's almost more still than normal, and looks like he doesn't realize there's anything else other than just his tiny little bubble around him. Wilson charges, storms down the stairs, following after Snow. All right, guys, I think everything's upstairs is defeated. How, how are things down here? Snow is still standing there with the sword in her hand, and then she groans loudly as she tries to loosen her grip on the sword. God! And drops it. What happened, Tama? Tama sits there without answering. Damn it. Does anybody else know what happened? What? Draken? Zana, where is he? Uh, is he gone? Hi, hi! And you just see Zana from the center of the room just wave. Well, I'm glad you're okay. Who have we lost? Oh, wait. Hiya! And he just like claps. And you see Zana clap, and then just all of a sudden standing there, there is a crow with his like wings clasped together. Oh, God. Draken? Zana? Oh, oh, no. Not here. She looks around wildly. And then looks towards the porthole where she remembers, like, hearing noise come from, but in her blind rage may not have registered everything. And she runs over to it and looks out the hole towards the ocean. In uh, Tama's mind, he's contemplating the whole situation that just happened. He's thinking to himself, he's never been too worried about dying in this game because for him, it's not as big of a consequence if he dies in the game. But... He realizes what death for them means, and now he's almost scared in a way, and also angry at himself for not being able to save his party members. And after a little bit longer of just standing there, he finally looks up. I couldn't save them. You're the leader. What do, what do we do? Snow uh, wheels back around, looking towards Tama. Her face now uh, very moist. Uh, you know. Moist. <laughs> what a great choice of words. We're keeping that. Can you please continue. <laughs> Moist with tears or... The blood know. of my enemies. Well, it, that, that's that been washed yeah, that, off I, a little oh, bit. Like, yeah, okay. there's, there, there's not necessarily... I like, mean, it was raining above deck. You are still in the midst of a storm. Well, also, she's looking out an open porthole, so there's, I'm assuming... The sea breeze, absolutely. Water just like... Yeah, splashing in. You can see like she is wet. Moist. Moist. <laughs> Please continue, though. Could you stop interrupting this? No, I this? like the word moist. It's apt. Okay, you know what? Never mind. She wheels around. The snow wheels around from the window. The blood that was on her face seems to have been washed off by a mixture of, I guess, seawater and potentially tears, but you're not exactly sure because, you know, she's keeping, like, that stoic face, attempting to maintain a sense of poise and dignity, I guess. And she looks towards Tom and Wilson. Check the back rooms, make sure we didn't miss anybody. Oh, oh okay. Um, Wilson, at your behest, comes down the stairs and checks the door uh, immediately to your right, which kind of opens up into a larger store area. 
Um, and he kind of notions towards Tama. Tama, get, uh, check, check those back rooms. Tama nods and goes to the back rooms and starts looking around. Shit. We need to figure out where they went. Um, Snow marches up to the deck to see if she can find the captain at the very least. Tama, you begin scouring these myriad of small rooms below deck, but alas, you find none of your compatriots, nothing but hammocks, rope, bags. As you make your way to the stern of the boat as you are below deck, you do find in this somewhat large room that there is a giant metal diving suit. An air canister is propped up against the wall. Um, Wilson comes out from the room in which he was exploring and uh, shouts as he doesn't see anyone around. Nothing over here, just a giant hole in the boat! Meanwhile, Snow, you make your way topside onto the main deck, and you see the captain. At this point, he's attempting to salvage what he can, the remnants of his crew. You can see that his robotic sailors, while they are proficient at the task they were designed for, are almost all but destroyed when it comes to combat. A few of them limp and hobble, but more or less he's picking up the spare pieces and attempting to put them back together. Captain, it seems that we've lost some of our crew. Do you have any idea where these things came from? Yeah, absolutely. The water. Right. Okay. Is there any legend or lore that I should be aware of? I mean, call them what you will, the sea snatchers. I mean, generally, when, when you're sailing out into the glacial ground, there's any litany of dangers. Whether it be the Galamkete itself, the sea snatchers, any large thing. But I mean, these have been known to raid on boats and take prisoners captive. Where do they take them? The sea! I'm assuming you wouldn't know of any nearby land masses they might go to? If you're looking for a landmass, I mean, there's the glacial crown itself, but I, I doubt they'll hole up there. Why not? Uh, I mean, from all my past experiences, is it never looks like they swim to shore, but rather down into the icy depths. Many a sailor have been drugged to an early grave through those chilling waters. I've seen men transformed before my very eyes. Where exactly is this glacial crown? How far from here? Oh, the glacial crown, that there last be our course. If I had my men a quarter day. But we're not going anywhere with one in this storm and two with this crew in shambles. Well, Captain, you better get your crew back in order quickly. Unless <laughs> you want this ship to sink. And why would it do that, Blast? The Solace is one of the sturdiest vessels on the Seven Seas. Well, I remember when I was down there earlier, I heard a very large cracking sound Ugh. at the front of your ship. Just a word of advice, Captain. Usually when you hear a very loud cracking sound, you want to check it out. And it wasn't the sound of lightning. Ah, uh, well, it'll take me a day to get my crew up. And probably another day on top of that to manage any repairs to the vessel. Well, I, we won't be setting foot anywhere for quite some time. All right. Well, that gives us some time then, Captain. I believe my crew will be going after our missing members, so... Uh, I mean, there's... Uh, we have a dinghy. You invite, like, three on there. She'll make a note of the dinghy and then go back down uh, below deck. Um, he would note. I fear you're going to be drastically ill-equipped if you're attempting to go after the Qualaplutes. Here in this Arctic Circle, these waters are below freezing. Any man who 
Their attempt to brave them would die in a matter of minutes, if not well equipped. We only have one diving suit aboard this vessel. We'll figure something out. Thank you, Captain. And she'll go down below deck? Yes, Quentin, it's below deck. It's oh, the hull of the oh, ship. Oh, I thought you were going to, like, go up to get down. With the Odd Guild attempting to regroup and figure out what they can do for their missing compatriots, I feel as if it is time to catch up with them. Still under the effects of the polymorph and the mind control of the Qualapaluk, your mind, Zana, is racing. But no matter what command you give your body, it does not seem to respond. Still fully conscious, it is if you are trapped, your soul held prisoner in a husk you do not recognize or control. Past your eyes rushes a blur of ocean water as you plunge deeper and deeper into the depths and the darkness. All you can see before you is your compatriot, now transformed into a monster like you, Draken, and the creature that beset this foul existence upon you. Your head turns back, not of your own accord, but almost as if to show you tauntingly the distance growing between you and the safety of the boat and your companions, and you turn back in the direction you travel as you plunge deeper still into the all-consuming darkness. Until there's a sudden burst of radiant light which illuminates the ocean, emanating from in front of you. Your body stops, almost paralyzed. Dazzled in a blur of motion, you notice as not in a monstrous state. Draken now darts past you. The creature you are enslaved to screeches enraged as the ocean, now illuminated by the gauntlet Draken has always worn on his left forearm, is illuminating the world around you. And you can now clearly see that the boat is not so far gone as you had thought, and given his current trajectory, Draken could make it to safety before you and the creature could catch up to him. But he stops himself. No! No, he doesn't! He wouldn't! He, he would not! He turns his head. Perhaps he could be looking at the monster until you realize he's looking back at you. It's Beauty and the Beast, except Alzana's the Beast. The Qualpaluk enraged, you feel your body launch forward at its behest, and you're charging towards Draken and the Qualpaluk quickly in pursuit behind the two of you. But in a quick series of events, you feel as Draken grasps at your arm, tossing you behind him, and he proceeds to tackle the Qualpaluk behind you. You see him scream. But the noise not being able to reach your ears, all you swear you see is him mouth the words, run. And another flash of brilliant light, your instincts kick back in, and you feel as if you once again regain control of your body. Behind you, just out of reach, the hull of the ship, and just before you, you see as Draken is being drugged once again into the depths of the sea by this monstrous demon. I would like to summon I actually think I'm going to be uh, summoning sharks. Woo! I summon four sharks. Yeah! Woo! I summon four sharks to go after them. Okay. And I swim after them as well. Okay. I will say, you are no longer polymorphed into the creature that you once were. So, you do not have a base swim speed, and you cannot inherently breathe underwater right Can now. Can I grab onto one of the sharks I summon? I, I suppose so. They wouldn't be hostile to the person they summon. Um, now, as we've been over with um, Summon Monster, 
you cannot give them complex instructions. All you can pretty much do is point them and tell them to attack something. So summoning the sharks is going to take a turn, at which they are getting further away. Now, on the next turn, because uh, effectively they have like summoning sickness, think of it like that, the sharks will go in action. Now, it is going to take you effectively almost a full round for you to pull out one of the water breathing potions and then also drink it, because it takes you time to get it out. At which you do see that the sharks are somewhat catching up with the Qualapaluga. But as this all happens, both the creature dragging Draken down deeper into the depths and the sharks in pursuit, you see them begin falling into a trench. And as this occurs, though it is very murky, I, I need you to roll a perception check. 25. Though it is incredibly murky and it, it is a good distance away at this point, seeing as you do have dark vision, you're able to see at least that good 60 feet, but the movement of the current obscures it slightly, but you swear you see as projectiles launch themselves from the cliffside and begin impacting their way into your summoned creatures. The blood of the sharks begins pouring out, and they begin lashing out, and you do see as they swim over to the trench sides, and from the cliffs, they begin pulling out these sea creatures which you saw once before, those grindylows, and some of them do continue to pursue the Qualapaluk. It is now your turn, but the Qualapaluk and the sharks are about 120 feet away, and you are close to the surface, and you do not have a base swim speed. Did I not grab on to one of the sharks? You couldn't have done that. It takes too much you, you, I mean, you could have one of them, like, stay back with you and now grab onto one of them, but you wouldn't have the action economy to grab them, pull out a potion, and drink it all in one turn. One of your sharks does still seem to be pursuing it, but the other three at this point seem to have been slain, pin-cushioned with arrows, though Can I more they shots? still put up a fight. Do I see any life down there emanating? So the reason why it's actually kind of hard to see further out into the darkness is because there was light emanating from you, in a way. The bracer which you saw was on Draken moments ago now seems to be on your forearm. And it seems as if it has three slots, and the last of the three have just flickered out and gone dim. Draken is not the self-sacrifice type. What's going on? Everyone's getting character development here. Strange, right? Story progression, character development. Oh, storytelling. Um, dang. I don't know what to do. You can roughly see the direction that they are headed I'm, in I'm deeper into I'm going to summon more the... sharks. Okay. You can summon more sharks, and you are more than welcome to grab onto them and then swim after them. Uh, that'll, that'll take two more turns. It's, it's a full round to summon monster. You are able to successfully summon uh, more sharks to aid you if you would like to roll to see how many you get. It's, uh, I've summoned 10 sharks so far. So you now have five fresh new sharks with you at your behest. You dive deeper into the depths, now cresting the precipice of this trench. And you can see someone outlined carved into the stony walls that there are openings. And from there, you can see the glint of metal. Uh, though little light does manage to get down here, you can see very clearly that the Qualapaluk is still taking Draken further and deeper into the trench before you notice that it turns into a small cave down at the bottom. What's your AC? 
22. A whiz of bolts shoot past you, not making impact with you. However, it does seem to pincushion into your sharks, though they seem somewhat fine as you continue to pursue. Some of them, not having a, a clear target for their wrath, actually do kind of swim out further into the, the walls of the trench and begin picking off those that would be shooting you. And you see as they kind of rip in to these creatures that look like a goblin from the waist up and an octopus from the waist down. And you continue your pursuit. Up top side, as you're kind of staring out of the porthole, you see blood. Oh, I can't. I just came back down. Oh, sure. Remember, I, I was. Looking no, no one's paying attention. Very Other strange. Than maybe Wilson. Um, I'm still in the back room. Yeah, you. Well, you have explored all the back rooms at this point. You haven't really found anything of interest other than the one diving yeah, suit. But I'm still in the diving suit room. With that, snow comes rushing down the stairs. Wilson's kind of standing on deck, almost right beside Alistair. Oh. Uh, is the captain going to be of any help? I don't think so, but all I got from him is something about the glacial crown, but he doesn't think that they would make a, I guess, a nest there. I don't have any idea of where they could have gone. Well, we, we saw him jump into the water. That's about it. Yeah. We, we, we could fo- follow after them. All I know is that there's one diving suit, and we can use the dinghy, and also, well, thankfully the ship will be here for a few days. Well, I mean, here is relative, as we're in a storm, it's it's probably going to drift. Yeah, well, in this general location, you know, put a ping on it. Mark it on your map, Wilson. Okay, okay, I'll I'll survival check this later. Thank you, darling. Um, Um, Tama? Strange time for that. Tama, in the back room, hears Snow call his name, and his spirits seem to lift a little bit, and he seems to regain some of his composure after finding this uh, diving suit. He rushes out of the room and lets the group know that he found a diving suit. All right. I I think that's the one that I saw earlier. So that's it. Then. I, I mean, th- it. That, that's good and all, but um, we barely handled all of them as a group. If we're going into their home turf, per se, there, there's probably more of them. And if there's only one diving suit, do we really want to set someone down alone? Uh, no, I can cast a spell that can help us swim and breathe. The only issue is going to be this temperature. Um... Tama, you, do you have any resistance to the cold? Not really, no. Okay. I mean... And we don't really know where they've gone underwater. It could be miles away. I don't know how fast they swim. <sighs> I mean, let's take a look at these bodies and see if they have anything on them. Maybe some kind of map? I was about to say, they, they might, like, mark where they stay to find it again. Maybe they, like, pee on walls or something and mark their territory. Maybe their skin's like a wetsuit. <laughs> Snow just looks over. Tama, you want to skin them? <laughs> hey, I mean, they did it in Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. <laughs> you just gotta, like, get up in there and use it to insulate. It's like an extra layer of blubber. You'll be fine. All right. Now listen, if I cast the spell, I'm going to be in the other form. I'm not going to be able to fight as well. I mean, what what else are we good for if not to protect you guys? Yes, fighting isn't really something I'm worried about. Oh, and I have to leave Nichi up here. There's no way. Okay, this is not going to be easy at all. But we can't lose people. Not like this. We're too close. Go ahead, and as you guys are looking around the room, roll a perception check for me to see what you find. Last time I rolled a really good perception. I don't know if that's going to happen again. <laughs> 28. Schnarr. 
26. Uh-huh. Did he roll a one? Yeah, he rolled oh, a baby, one. No. He's just a little distracted. He's, He's, He's a I, I mean, you you called him darling. It's oh. that's the only thing that's on his mind. Yeah, He's yeah. like, at this moment, that's when you want to bring this up. Like it's a strange time. Well, uh, congratulations, you found found all of the fun things. Uh, you all together circle up and like put everything you found in a pile so that you can all analyze it and, and go over what you've found. Wilson uh, brings forth two masterwork crossbows and what appears to be a black barnacle encrusted hilt of a sword. Meanwhile, Tama, you find a, a turtle shell which was strapped to the forearm of one of the Merlots. And then it seems as if they were almost using it as a shield. Um, also, Tama, you find a rather large clam. It was in a, like a small brown bag. Most of these creatures didn't have much on them, so the fact that they just had like a clam in a bag, you're not sure this might have been their lunch. Snow, because you are very uh, keenly looking for them, these were things that you were actively thinking of and looking for, you did manage to find that the Merlots specifically must not have as inherently good cold protection because of the two Merlots, both of them were wearing these cloaks that were kind of wrapped around them potentially for warmth, and one of them was also carrying a scroll case. Can I attempt to decipher the scroll? If there, Can I open the scroll case? Oh, first wow, you can. Um, What's inside? Interestingly enough, it, it seems as if it was a waterproof scroll case as well. And there is a relatively large tube which comes out of it as you unravel. It appears as if there's a topographical map of the underwater. <laughs> Talk about convenience. Hey, Wilson. Uh, yeah. Tama. Oh, oh, oh. Mm. We might have some useful information finally. She just kind of like really? spreads it on the Cause, floor. Because, oh, oh, um, as you were holding it up, Wilson was actually coming from away from you. Oh, that's a map? All uh, There was a bunch of gibberish on the other side. Ah, she picks it up, flips it over. Is she able to read it? What languages do you speak? Celestial, abyssal, and elven, and common. Um, Japanese and French. Japanese <laughs> and French. What a weeb. You cannot read it unfortunately. And it seems as if on the back end of the map, structurally, Wilson is actually able to point out that it appears that what's on the back of the map is the key for the map and also brief descriptions of the various areas. But you are not able to make out what any of it is. Can I try to make a linguistics check to attempt to decipher things based on context clues? Sure. 21. You can tell that this is indeed a survey map and that they were scouting out the area. But you could tell from the context clues that you're given and what the actual map itself looks like that everything was kind of emanating from the center of the map where is almost exactly where you would be longitudinally. I I don't think I would know that. A roll, actually, that's a good point. Roll a survival check for me real quick uh, on top of your linguistics. <laughs> Nine. Total? Nine. This is not a language that you speak. I don't know, Wilson. It's all fish to me. Oh, well, um, at the very least, th this is a, a survey map. Here, look, you can, you can even actually tell by the, the age of the ink uh, which areas were, were filled out first. 
And given the longitude and latitude of this, we're actually just right around about at the center of this map, which probably explains why we were attacked, as we're at the epicenter of activity where they were scouting. Okay, great. Oh, yeah, no, I still can't read this, but okay. Thanks, Wilson. That was very helpful, well, actually. Well, no, 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 look, look. Um, you, you see here, it's a topographical map, so that also is supposed to indicate the height of the area. Over here a little to the left, not that far from us, is the deepest point of the map. But that's also where the ink is the oldest. That might be where they started from, and might be where their, like, scouting operations are. How deep are we talking here? Um, you know, like, 1,800 feet. Oh, okay. It's not like 20,000 leagues under the sea, uh, no uh, giant yeah. squids, oh, or... Um, no, you know that book wasn't about depth, right? Nope. It was about distance traveled? Nope. I thought it was all about depth, I'm not gonna lie. No, no, you can't. 20,000 leagues down would go straight through the earth. Interesting. He, he, he traveled 20,000 leagues underwater in search of what he was looking for. What was he looking for with that Wilson? His well, friends? I, under the water? I mean, because... I, I don't remember. It's been a while. I think the captain's name was Nemo, so maybe like his lost dad? <laughs> <laughs> like context clues, right, guys? All right, so um, how much water pressure would that be? Are we going to die? Oh, uh, yeah, you'd probably die from water pressure. Uh, okay. Normally, uh, humans can only dive around about like 100 feet before it starts really like impacting them. And then even with like diving suits, most people don't go past 500. All right, well, she looks at the two cloaks. Can I detect magic? Uh, yeah, absolutely. You can detect magic. And then I would like to do the thing where I determine the, the school of magic Ooh, if, if, there, if there is. The and then like determine what the magic is. I love the thing. Arcana? 14. You sense minor transmutation magic. Spellcraft? It's actually better. 17! Yips. Yeah, you know. Because this is a very, very basic spell, you barely bypass the DCs necessary. This is a cloak of endure elements. There are two cloaks of cold resistance, effectively. As uh, luck happens to have it for us today, we do have two cloaks of endure elements. Uh, and, and a diving suit. That, and a diving suit. So that that's all three of us. Yeah. But when you detect magic, it detects all magical... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there, are, there are multiple, many, 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 many more magical auras aside from the cloaks of endure elements. You also notice that the dagger hilt, which Wilson threw in the pile, that has a magical aura. And the clamshell, that's got a magical aura. I guess I'll attempt to, like, take the time and point out to everybody, I don't know what that sword hilt does, and I don't know what that clam does, but they're both magical. Tama holds up the clam, just looking kind of skeptical. Maybe listen to it, I don't know. Maybe you can hear the ocean. In a clamshell while we're near the ocean, yes. I mean, it's just, you're gonna hear the ocean. Tama pulls it open, kind of looking, kind of skeptical and puts it to his ear and you hear what sounds like almost static well tama anything oh, just static and then as you have it open for a moment weird gurgling wait now it just sounds like someone's drowning <laughs> I was actually kind of joking about that, but wait. Here, you you take it. Uh, hello? Oh, 
she hangs it up. It's a shell phone. <laughs> I, I get that one. That's good. The game developers are funny. It's like cell phone, but the shell. Oh. Here, Tama, you're in charge of flirting with the, I think, female on the other line. <laughs> oh, yes. This, this is going to go great. <laughs> Just the man for the job. Well, you like animals. They're they're fish. Uh, they're, they're not animals. They're, they're creatures. There's a difference. They're, they're like semi-aquatic egg-laying mammals of action? Yeah, but they, they, they speak. Animals don't speak. Wow, that's a... That's... Whales. Well, 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 whales speak. Yeah. Well, dolphins, they speak to each other. Wow, that's not really necessarily speech. Den? Den speaks. He's a bird. Yeah, that he's, is He's true. not a really an animal. Wow, your definition... You're, you're animalistic, I guess. You're an animalist. Animalism. Anyway, uh, and then I guess the sword hilt... I'll try and decipher it. Well, um... If we have time, Guys, but has, has let's, anyone uh, tried reaching out to Zana or Draken? Nope. Why, why isn't that the first thing we did? Well, they jumped over, so I assumed they were not in the state of mind to really receive anything. Well, well you don't... Well, maybe they were chasing the monster to kill it. Wait, uh, well, I don't think that's... Why not you, Wilson? Well, if you thought of it. Hey, Zana and Draken. How you guys doing? Just going for a relaxing midnight swim? Question mark? Send. <laughs> and Zana, as you are in hot pursuit of this Qualpaluk, you've now come to the entrance of the mouth of this cave. Arrows are still raining down from above you. And you hear a message. I continue with what I'm doing as it's more important than whatever message it is. So as you have dived into the icy depths, you see at the bottom of this trench there's a small cave opening. You're not sure how far deep it goes. Before going into the opening, I would cast invisibility. Not invisibility greater, but invisibility on myself. Okay, now you are still also riding a shark. Uh Uh-huh. So it's not invisible. Uh-huh. Just clarify. Uh-huh. I could make my shark invisible. Uh, do you have knowledge in nature? I have knowledge local and arcana. I, I would not allow an arcana because it's how the spell's interacting with the environment. Uh, I, I need two knowledge arcana rolls. Um, and you tell me which one you want first. So there's two different things that you're getting input on. So don't don't, don't roll them yet. We're going we're gonna to roll them one at a time. Okay? And here, here are the two things you're rolling for. These are two things that I'm going to say are the insight you're, you're thinking of. One, you're trying to recall how invisibility interacted with the qualpalooks. And two, you're trying to think about how invisibility would work underwater. So, those are your two arcana checks. Tell me which one you're rolling for first. How it would work underwater. Okay, cool. So, go ahead and roll that. 31. Because of how water works, water is in a constant state of flow or movement, more or less. Even if it's not, if something moves in water, that water has to get displaced. Now, because water can't move through you, that means you're displacing the water, and the water is moving around you. So, uh, as per Pathfinder rules, an invisible creature displaces water and leaves a semi-visible body-shaped bubble where the water would be displaced from. You still have concealment, so you can still stealth, 
they'd be able to notice some things there. They just wouldn't be able to see the fine details of it. And it would be significantly harder to hit you, but not impossible. Okay, so I know this. Roll your other arcana check. 25. And you recall from the combat that you were in that while your stealth was somewhat useful, that the larger creatures, the qualiflukes, which were able to transform you, do have imprecise scent at closer range. So if you get too close to them, they still would be able to smell you coming. Underwater? Mm-hmm. Sharks can smell blood from a mile away. Eh, fair enough. I'm not going to cast invisibility with the knowledge of my arcana. So at this point, I check my message. Mm-hmm. Okay. What does it say? There are two notifications. You see one from Wilson and one from Draken. I check the one from Draken immediately. The one from Draken is timestamped. It seems as if this was sent a few hours ago. You didn't notice it at first because of everything that was going on, but based on the timeline, this would have happened when all of you had downtime on the boat, when most of you were playing cards and he was kind of just sitting in the corner. There's a message which says, I figured we could take the pin out of it and circle back to this. And attached to the message is a friend request. <laughs> Any of you speak Aquan, we need to censor that. <laughs> and it was that day that Zana spoke fish. She learned a whole new word. A little bit of the remnants of the polymorph. I I look at this and kind of scowl as it I never expected him to actually accept me as a friend, more so to sacrifice himself. And I'm more than being touched, I'm kind of mad that he, he chose this time to, you know, have a change of heart. I'm like, I could have handled it on my own, probably. And I accept. And there's a little notification pop that says, congratulations. You and Draken are now friends. Now I'm obligated to save him. <laughs> and of course, there's a spelling error in the word congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> the game was written by Quentin. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. And uh, what is the message from Wilson's? Oh, uh, it, it's just what he sent earlier. Uh, hey, hey, Zana and Drake, and um, you guys, how are you guys doing? You going out for uh, a late night swim? Question mark. I message back. I'm alive. Draken is taken. Uh, do you have a particular set of skills? I send back a question mark. Are you going to be able to get him back by yourself? A shrugging emoji. Re- do, do you know where he's being taken to? Could we just regroup? I mean, the more time we take to regroup, the farther away he gets. But oh, you, you could be putting yourself in danger. Why lose what? Okay, worst case scenario, you come back, regroup with us, and we lose one person. The other worst case scenario is you go get him and die, and we lose two people. I'm already at the bottom, dude. Well, just send us to your location. Oh, yeah, I forgot I can do that. I send them my location. Above deck. Below deck. Uh, uh, Tama, is this an... How many air canisters do we need for this? Oh, I don't know. Uh, and it looks like it has two slots here. Put this one on the left side and I'll hoist this one onto the right. Uh, guys, uh, Zana's not dead. She's at the bottom of the ocean and Draken's been taken. And she doesn't know if she has a particular set of skills or not. Wow, I can't believe the messaging actually worked. I know, for once it didn't fail us when we needed it most. God, that's great news. We need to hurry up and get down there. Um, 
I'll switch over. Who's going in the suit? Um, well, I already have a cloak, so, uh, I guess I would take the suit. You also wait, wait, have what? three potions of water breathing, I'd what, like what, to remind what, you. What cloak do you have? Cloak of resistance. Oh, you, of resistance or endure elements? No, uh, re- resistance. Re- resist oh. what? Yeah, what are you resisting? Arrest? Arrest? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that's a, like, a... The penal charge. <laughs> you can't say oh, that word, Wilson. God. What do you mean? That's like a judiciary term. <laughs> You're breaking the penal code. Stop. No, I decided to take a cloak of resistance, uh, like three. So I had like basically guaranteed chance to like any save I have it. Oh, to your, to your saving throws. Wilson, I'm proud of you. You've learned more about magical stuff. Don't sass me, woman. I'm not sassing you. Right, well... Go All become right. a voodoo witch doctor, I guess, um, I, I... Oh, you're hopping in the suit. Yes. Okay. I mean, I could take off the cloak. No, I mean... It wouldn't it, be that big of a difference. It's, it's the only thing you. covering you. Please keep it on. I mean, you, we need you to wear something besides just the loincloth here, okay, bud? Like, it's it's a, a loincloth and then, like, a belt, and that that's about it, other than the cloak, so... No, he has a whole, like, he has a whole monk garb on. Well, listen, I don't need to see more. Less I've, is more, okay? I've seen so many stony nipples in my day. <laughs> Rock solid. <laughs> you have no idea. Uh, apparently, all of our moods it's have improved. <laughs> it's, it's just cri- little crystals. <laughs> the same. Gemstones that match your eyes. Oh, God. That makes it even worse. <laughs> You're not sure. My, hey, hey, my eyes are up here. How would I know? They look the same. <laughs> um, anyway, the snow goes off into like the back room to do her little chant, and then she comes back. Emo as ever. Emo as ever, you know. Of course, yes. All right. Who's, uh, who's you up first? describe yourself? No, <laughs> never. You have, um, haven't experienced this this many times. No, 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 no. Um, anyway, yeah, no. So Snow comes out. She is currently wearing... She, she has the witching gown. She's adjusted the form of the outfit because she's in her witch form to be a bit more form-fitting and tight around the body. She takes off her cloak of bears and nerds because I already had that cloak. That's all I had. That's like all of your witch's HP, too. Wait. I put it back on after seeing my <laughs> HP drop. <laughs> even, you would have died in the cold. I'll be fine. So you see as, as Snow in this aurora form takes off the cloak. She gets somehow even paler in the face. And then she puts it right back on. <laughs> She's like, uh... So I saw my HP drop below 80. Um, so this is not happening. Uh... I'll just have to deal with the cold. Hopefully it's no, not too no. long. Don't worry. Uh, I still have pretty high saves without the uh, cloak, so I can take the cloak of resistance. I, I think what our less than affluent rock friend is trying to say is you can hop in the giant anime mech and hope put on the magic doodad. Yes. Thank you for the translation, Wilson. I already understood. All right, so... Um, Listen, I gotta spell it out for, for those of us in these conversations that don't know what's going on, even if that person's just me. All right, boys. So I'm going to cast Ride the Waves on you. It's going to give you the ability to swim. Okay, I was about to say, what is that? And breathe underwater for okay. about 12 hours. Does, does that mean I get, like, a cool underwater motorcycle and, like, I... Like, Water, no, 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 like no, no. Darling, you'll just be able to breathe and swim underwater. You'll oh, have swim okay. speed. Oh, that's that's useful. Do I get do I get fins? No, you just get a swim speed and also a plus eight to your swim checks. Okay, well, um, best of luck, Tama. Let's try not to drown. Yeah. So she uh, casts wait, wait, that. Wait, how long does this last? I 
I said 12 hours. Oh! oh Pay attention, you sorry. sassy boy. There's a lot going on, okay? I'm a little bamboozled at the moment. So you get a plus eight bonus on swim checks and the ability to take 10 on swim checks. You can use the run action also while swimming. <laughs> All right. And you can still breathe air. I'll cast it on snow um, as well. So it'll be three casts of it. Uh, so that's three spell slots down. With that, all of you are as prepared as you can be with resistance to cold in your own manner of speaking, whether it's via cloak or giant mech suit. Wilson kind of looks towards you nervously. Well, well guild leader, um, anything to say before we plunge into the icy depths to potentially all die and or rescue our companions? Yes, of course. She turns back towards her lovely companion, Nachia, who oh, is the king. Uh, Stay. Uh, you can't swim. I, I'm not casting ride the way. I'm not putting you underwater to swim. I can understand him too. So this yeah, is he, he, this is exactly what he's saying. By the way, he's complaining. He's like, "You cast magic on them. Why not me?" I don't like you that much. I don't know. Wow. Okay, fine. He he kind of like turns around and pouts as he sensed that sentiment from you. I only had three casts of my level four slot. Luna just crosses his paws and lays down on a corner, turning his back to you. And you just hear, fine. You have to guard the ship and be a good boy. He can speak, and even his internal monologue is just grumbling. You know what? Fine then, Nachia. I'll see you later then. And she just puts the helmet on. Even though she doesn't really need to, it just keeps her a little bit warmer. Yeah. And just walks out the side of the ship. Uh, not, not the pep talk I was expecting, but let, let's go get him, bud. <laughs> and just Wilson jumps into the water. And top of the follows. After having had your correspondence with those topside, um, you get another message which says, we're on our way. But that leaves you at the mouth of this cave knowing that Every second that passes is another one where they get further away. The cave that goes under, it uh, it's underwater still, right? Yes, the, the, this cave in front of you, which you saw the Qualfaluk drag Draken towards, is still underwater. Can I su- summon more shards? <laughs> you know what? How many spell slots do you even have left? Um, I actually have used half of my spell slots, uh, which is scary. Um, you're at the mouth of this cave, Zana. Your friends, your aid, drawing nearer, but those who you are pursuing, growing further away. You can wait for reinforcements, or blaze on ahead for your new friend. What do you think I should do, Sharky? The, the, the shark blinks at you, interestingly enough. Uh, I usually have someone, something to talk to, talk my thoughts out. And now you actually kind of are just for once left with only your thoughts. Even Alistair, who is manifested of your thoughts, was at least another voice which would respond, even if you realized you were only talking to yourself. You've never been this alone. If I go after them, then I put myself at risk. If I wait for them, and then I'm putting the other people at risk, and, and we just became friends. And she will continue to talk over and over and over until they arrive. Oh, yeah. Mumbling and muttering herself into a trance. And you 
are so lost in your thoughts, working your way in circles as the panic grows as deep as this ocean, until eventually the rest of your compatriots manage to reach your location. Snow points and says, there, she's there. But of course, the only thing he hears, Hey, uh, Tama, you know, like, we can actually talk because we breathe water now. That's kind of cool. Um, yeah. she, she's kind of, like, mumbling. Hi! Do you read lips? Wait, do, do you think she can hear us? She smacks him on the back of his head. Ow. I'll take that as a yes. I was going to say something. Uh, do you do you read lips? N- no. Uh, uh, neither do I. Yeah, no. <laughs> not not a very good mix. She couldn't hear him, oh, by okay. the way. She just smacked him well, on the back Well, now Wilson's very paranoid that you can... He's going to say something, but it's too late now. Well, if she can hear us, we, we can just talk normally. Oh, yeah. She'll know what we're doing. That's true. Uh, yeah. Snow, the waypoint is over there. What the hell are you saying? Do I see them? You are lost in your thoughts at this point okay. until you are actually startled almost by your compatriots who appear next to you. Oh, great. Time to go. Zana, are you okay? Did Draken... Draken didn't leave us anything to follow after him, like a trail of ducks or anything, did he? A trail of ducks! Oh, that would have Wouldn't been they just float to the surface? Yeah, they would just float. <laughs> Your party regathered now is at the narrow cave entrance. It, it seems to be barely 10 feet wide at its initial entrance, but it kind of snakes along and gets narrow the deeper it goes. As soon as I notice them, I start going into the cave and motion for them to follow. Snow's like grumbling inside. Wow, not even a thank you or hello, how are you doing? Not that I could hear her anyway. All right, um, what is your party order? Because at one point it is only five feet wide here. You are going to have to go in single file. Um, Tell me first. Uh, sacrifice the rock. You, you did say you went in Yeah, before, you were so swimming. you and then me. Okay. It would be then Snow after Tama trying to like move in the dang suit. And then and then Wilson up the rear. Giggity. Um, <laughs> it's a penile code, okay? <laughs> it's just a penile code. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that's, that's the good stuff. Okay, cool. Susanna, you begin making your way in first down this narrow but relatively long cave. Susanna, you come around to the bend and it seems as if it opens up to a larger chamber, and in it you see another one of those small creatures, though it has not yet spotted you. Well, you know what else it wouldn't spot because they're so silent? Sharks. Some sharks! <laughs> Just gonna summon more of them? I will do one more summon of sharks, okay, sure. but other than that, um, that is five more sharks. I will signal to the people behind me that there is an enemy, though. Thing like thieves can't? What are you doing? Sign language? Yeah, like... just like... Womp, womp. You just feel Wilson, like, tapping on the back of your diving suit, and he's just, like, shrugging. Like, he has no idea what's going on. Cause, I don't know. like, both of you can only see, like, ten or feet in front of you anyways. I pull out my daggers, and I point to what they can't see. Uh, to we can't even see you. Yeah, Tama, roll. You, you have dark vision, so you get to roll a sense motive to see if you can infer the secret message. 24. Yeah, you could definitely understand that um, Zana is intending to infer that there is something hostile up ahead. Um, and then uh, you see her summon five sharks. Uh, they don't see that because it's around the bend. 
Uh, so, uh, guys, it, it's a little confusing, but it appears that uh, Zana is indicating there's danger up ahead. What? Oh, oh, okay, well, and Wilson just, like, takes out his glaive. I can't see anything, but I'll slash at it wildly. Snow is just making hand gestures, like, I don't understand. She sees, she turns around, sees that Wilson has his weapon drawn, just, like, takes a defensive stance. Oh, yeah, I got no weapon right now that I can use. (laughs) All right, um... With that, uh, the rest of your party has been able to catch up to you at this point because it took you a round uh, to summon them. Uh, The only other person who can see into this cavern is Tama. Zana, if you could also roll a perception check for me. 20. You're able to see that at the back end of this large opening, there seems to be a purple hue emanating through the darkness. Other than that, Yeah, you summon these five sharks, and there's, like, this little tiny squid creature with a spear. It, like, tries to stab at one, and it does, like, barely scrapes the skin of this shark. And this shark just swims up and tears it in half. And you just see two different chunks of this creature, and the limp arm and the spear kind of float up to the ceiling. Uh, Meanwhile, three other sharks kind of, like, swim off deeper into the cave, and you can faintly hear the thrashing about in water off in the far left-hand corner, closer to where the cave continues on towards that purple hue. With that, though, Zana will will just go next to you, because everyone's kind of behind you further into the cave. They can't really act or see Yeah, I I do go further in the cave, too. Where where do you want to move? Towards the hue. You do not have a swim speed. So I think you can move 15 feet. Um, Yeah, you, you, you swim out yonder closer towards where this cave kind of continues and there's purple light off in the distance. Meanwhile, for the rest of the party, Zana kind of fades out of the the range of your vision, though Tama, you can kind of still see her off in the distance. For everyone else, it's just a blurry mess down here. You do know that there are enemies about, though the only two enemies that you have been able to see Zana thus far in this cavernous opening are now dead. They were just two more of the Grindylos. They seem to have been keeping watch. Oh, so like my shark's totally off them? Oh, like completely eviscerated them. No, like like two sharks are like tearing one in half currently, pulling them by the tentacles, and then their tendrils are being ripped off. Um, so yeah, no, they're, they're completely off. Tama, seeing as you have dark vision, can you roll a perception check for me? Uh, thirty-five. So Tama, off in the direction where Zana is going, you too can see that the cave kind of continues on, and there is a purple hue off in that direction. But something that Zana was unable to see is there appears to be a slightly smaller thinner path over to the right. A little bit more cramped. The cave kind of closes in on itself. It would be a tight squeeze, but you would be able to make it. And there is a very faint yellow light coming from that direction. Tama goes off and tries to go investigate the yellow light. Sure. Because it seems like everyone else has passed it. As you're going off further to investigate this yellow light, it seems as if this branch of the cavern does go on for a little ways and kind of curves around a bend. How deep into that cave would you go to investigate the light source? As you get closer, it does seem to get brighter. Uh, yeah, I'd keep, probably keep going. So Tama blazes on ahead, finding this hidden pathway, which everyone else seemed to have missed. Going around this twists and turns, 
it only takes you but a moment before the elevation actually slightly raises, and as you come out of the mouth of this cave, the ground coming higher and higher up, but the ceiling also stretching far above, you actually can stand up, and you're in a shallow pool of water. So standing up in this shallow pool of water, before you stands a dry cave, and in fact there are multiple campfires lit in this cave. Crates and bedrolls seem to be lined up up against the wall further in the dry land, and you hear footsteps and strange noises off in the distance. Uh, can I stealth? Oh, absolutely. Please roll stealth. 31 for stealth. Perfect. Snow! Seeing as you do not have dark vision and this is not a lit area, all you vaguely can infer is that Wilson pulled out his lance, the cave is somewhat opening up, and everyone in front of you has disappeared. So um, she looks around, not being able to see much beyond like the film of debris kind of floating around, and she kind of like turns back towards Wilson. Gives you a thumbs up with one of his hands. She's like leering at him, and then she finally pops open her messages and sends one. Should I get us some light? Everyone's gone. Well, I certainly can. She snaps her fingers and casts dancing lights and kind of spreads them out in the cavern so that she can see better. As you spread them out through the cavern, um, you're able to see that while this is significantly larger than the snaking caveway you've just come from, it's a relatively small chamber and your dancing lights completely illuminate it. So you can now see in this cave. Uh, And you still have your movement action. Though, um, you actually walk on the seafloor, but your movement is hampered. Uh, so it's 10 feet less than your base movement. And now with the dancing lights up and about, you can also roll a perception check. May I roll a new perception check as well? Um, Combat's over, so yeah, you can. 16. 23. Wilson um, also enters the room, coming in behind you. Zana, the only thing that you know definitively is that you see this one channel in front of you with some mysterious purple light coming from it, potentially magical energy, and you don't know where else they could have gone. And I see Snow and Wilson. Yep, you see Snow and Wilson behind you, but and no not- Tama. I message Tama, where you go? Don't worry, not audible. No one else around you hears it, just you. <laughs> Something I thought about when I'm like, he's stealthy. That could be bad. Uh, Tama messages back, um, I found a corridor, and I think I found their camp. We, like, behind the purple? No, there was a second passage that you bypassed, and I saw light from it, so decided to check it out. On your own? Yes. Whack. Zana will begin looking around this, uh... Well, you've been unable to find it. Snow, you have noticed this alternate passage with a faint yellow glowing light. Does it look like it's going to be too tight because I'm wearing the thicker suit? You you would just be barely able to fit. Yeah, it's not happening. It, yeah. No, uh, no, 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 no. She looks at it. She's like, like looking you'd be around. rubbing shoulders up against the, the cave wall. And if it got any narrower, you could potentially get stuck. No, she remembers the story about a, a guy who was uh, splunking and he got stuck upside down. They had to oh, break yeah. his legs, get him out. And he, he died, died upside down. Yeah. yeah, no, she's not doing it. She just like looks back around, sees Anna, waves. 
starts Ooh. making her way over there I, very I walk slowly. Over. <laughs> it's like it's like moonwalking. Yeah, kind of. Snow, what what you doing? Oh, you never. And I'm just making my way over here, and there's just too much. I can't. What's that over there? Do you do you need that mask on? It's it's kind of hindering our ability to like communicate. Do you want to just message? Can she even hear us, Wilson? Uh, I I think so. I was gonna give her a compliment earlier, um, but I I, I didn't know how she would receive it because you know how like she's kind of shy, and, and I just wanted to let her know that that was very. Anyways, um, I think she can hear us. Wilson, if you want to give her a compliment, you should just compliment her and, and, and not really worry about how she's going to take it because that that's that's on her. You're just trying to be nice. Um, you, you see as Wilson gives you a thumbs up and you hear very muffled responses. He is clearly speaking and he's like, Snow, I think that has a really great form-fitting look for you. Maybe, maybe not that. No. You see oh. that she like raises her hand up to like the helmet and is, like imitating scratching her head and just opens up her UI. What are you even talking about to both oh, Zana and well, um, Wilson? And she puts it in like the main group chat, just like because she's just messaging and it's hard to like navigate with the big fingers. It's it's a little mistyped. There are a lot of typos. You accidentally hit like too many buttons, the There's, wrong button. What's well, got two T's? Yeah. A Q, mm. a P in there as well. What's like a... strange? <laughs> That's uh. impressive because T is in the middle of the keyboard <laughs> and Q and P are on opposite sides. <laughs> it's a face roll. <laughs> Jeez. Oh god, I was like, those three aren't close together. And I look at my keyboard; they're literally on opposite sides of the spectrum. Player. R is art. Yup. Arte. Ert. Um, Tummo went off on his own. Apparently, he found a secret path. Did he? I I didn't really see where anybody went. You kind of all split until I put lights out here. Well, the the only way I see is the the, pur- the purple glowy path ahead. Yeah, me too. So I mean, I do. Do we just go that way? Well, he said he didn't go towards the purple. Oh, Snow. Do you see anything else? No. No. There are no, no other paths. It's actually, nope, nap. Nap? <laughs> nope, snap. Meep. May I make another perception set? Tama, as this whole conversation goes on, he, um, he types back, Here, I'll send you my location. Sends it. And given the location that he sends all of you, it would appear as if he went, as you guys went straight ahead into the cave, it seems as if he went directly right through the walls. Hmm. Magic. With that, if you wanted to examine the walls further, Zana, you could roll a perception check. 27. And you do see this very thin opening. It would be just barely big enough that snow might be able to fit, but if it fluctuated in size at any point, she could potentially get stuck. But you do see this faint yellow light, which he was referring to. Uh, oh, how did he squeeze in there? I will try to squeeze in as well. Um, so I- I'm going to have to have you ro- start rolling swim checks for me. Snow, what are you going to be doing? Wilson doesn't see this either. And, and from your perspective, Zana almost vanishes 
into the wall. You can tell that by the angle that she went in, there was this thin crag into the wall, but at the angle, it's almost impossible to see with the lighting the way it is, and it kind of just blends in with the rest of the surface. She just messages Wilson. Hopefully this message comes across, but it essentially was along the lines of, let's go to the papatal color. I don't know what you're saying, Snow, but I'll follow you wherever you go. Papatal. That's all I can say. She just keeps typing it as she's walking slow. And both you and Wilson I'm, are, are going to be going towards the purple path. Can you roll your first swim check for me? See how well you make it through. Thirteen. Um, you're barely able to, by grabbing on the sides of the um, cave walls, be able to maneuver yourself into this tight squeeze. Uh, but with that, you're not really able to move any further than like five feet by maneuvering yourself along the walls. You're going to have to roll higher than a, than a 13. She has a keep one. rolling? You can just keep rolling. It's just each roll is going to determine how much time passes. Six. You don't move at all. She has a one in swim. <laughs> Five. You don't move at all again. 21. After some floundering for around 12 seconds. Um, you swim a good 20 feet into this cave. You can see where you've entered, and you can see the exit around the bend, and you realize that you're only halfway through. So you're After gonna... 21? Yeah. You can only move so far, even with a successful swim check. 10. Uh, you move, uh, no, yeah, you don't, you don't. Eight. <laughs> you just, you're still stuck. Jonathan, can you keep track of how many rounds of how many times she rolled? <laughs> I think that's seven. Okay. With that last one, you are able to successfully swim the rest of the way until you join Tama in this shallow pool, which you're actually able to stand up in. Uh, uh, that was so difficult. Uh, but it took you eight rounds to get through there, so Tama's kind of just been waiting there for you. Meanwhile, Snow and Wilson took the other path. Snow's just kind of like waddling her way along in her giant moon suit, effectively underwater. Would you be running or just... Why not at okay. this point? You're booking it in this giant heavy suit and you're you're plowing your way through these tunnels. Also, we have no vision at this point. I would have to be moving the dancing yeah, lights that, with Yeah, that's me. fine. You're, you're moving the dancing lights with you. I, I have no problem with that. Until you two, Snow, notice that your cave begins opening up into a shallow pool where you're able to stand up and be above water, and you're in this underwater cave. She immediately... <gasps> oh my god! This was the worst idea ever! Who well, thought... I mean, you were, didn't you cast Ride the Waves on yourself so you could have already breathed underwater? Yes, but you were so concerned about me being freezing that I needed to wear this. Oh no, that that's fair. Okay, well, I mean, it's still really cold down here too, but I mean, at least we're dry. That Like, you're not even wet. That's a plus. Oh, you're right. My hair looks fantastic, so that's great. We are in a very good position. I should probably be quieter. <laughs> and roll a perception check for me. Oh, no. 26. You do not see any of your other compatriots. Perhaps the two tunnels you have taken have led you to different parts of the cave. Before you uh, is not what your other compatriots have seen. You see no campfire. You see no crates or bedrolls. Instead, the only thing in this room is a glowing and almost undulating, partially translucent purple portal in the center of the room. Don't don't make that face when I say undulate. I don't like that. <laughs> it is a perfectly kosher word. Moist. Thanks. You're not moist. You're perfectly dry. 
I'm still like covered in blood and viscera in a sense. You're slightly. Uh, it's kind of hot and steamy in that bodysuit, let's be honest. Like Honestly, you're just like I'm circulating like, your own air as oh, you're yeah, breathing no, into she, it. She like sniffs down below. Oh God, no. Yeah. Um, but all you see is this purple portal up ahead, but it does seem as if the cavern goes deeper still. She kind of like swings her arm back to tap against Wilson. Like you see this, but you know, weight of suit kind of <laughs> swings back Hit him with harder. like a giant solid metal thunk. Wilson, do you oh, see that? Uh, I feel my lungs collapsing. <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. Giant, shiny, undulating portal. All right, hold on. Help me get out of this thing and maybe... But what, what do you mean? You're going to have to put it back on if we get you out. I don't want to put it back on. You already made the... I mean, listen... I can't walk in this and not make noise. Okay, sure. Why do you need to not make noise? We're coming here in guns blazing to save our friend, aren't we? I can't guns blazing with this thing on. Why not? The seat seems perfectly fine. I don't have guns. Oh, well, just just, just sling some spells. You'll be fine. <sighs> also, isn't this like full plate armor or isn't like, like this really good defensively for you? I can't cast spells in it. I'm a witch right now. Oh, why didn't you say snow? Uh, I get it. Play on words. Help me out of this thing, please. Okay, sure. You make your way over to the dry land and begin doffing uh, this suit of armor. I'm stripping. With that, Zana and Tommy, you are in this shallow pool, which opened up into a dry cave. Like I said, there are three campfires, a litany of bedrolls, and a large collection of crates and barrels off in the corner. And it even seems as if there is a cage on the opposite side of the wall from where you've come from. You do see three creatures in this room, which have yet to notice you. Two of those weird uh, goblin-like grindy lows, and one of those tall and lanky merlots. You see the two grindy lows. One of them is closer to you, over by the edge of the pool, but its back is currently turned. It's facing some of the other creatures in the room. The other grindy low is actually standing what appears to be guard by the cage off in the far distant wall, and one of the Merlots seems to be taking inventory over by the crates. But the floor is yours. Tom, Tom, you yes. handle the big one. I handle the two little ones. Wait. Let, let me go first. Where are the other two? What? What do you mean? Snow and Wilson, where are they? Oh, they took the other path. Oh, why did they do that? <laughs> <laughs> what a good question, Jonathan. I love the blatant honesty. Why did they do that? I, I don't think Snow could have clunked her way in here. I, I mean, I barely clunked my way in here. <laughs> barely what a way to way. describe swimming. <laughs> barely clunked my way in. I mean, it's not that hard. I mean, I know it's a little tight, but it's not too bad to swim through. Less talking, more killing. Let's go. I would like to roll stealth. All right. You're moving through water. So you are going to be at a slight disadvantage, but you can go ahead and roll stealth. Where are you attempting to go to? Behind the Grindy Low. Behind the one closest to the pool, currently yes. with his back turned to you. Wonderful. Yes. All right, so please roll stealth for me. Do I have to re-roll my stealth or is my stealth? You, you are going to have to re-roll yourself as soon as you move. 35. You might not be able to swim, but one thing you are phenomenal at is being undetected. You are able to seamlessly wade your way through this shallow pool up to behind this grindy low, silent and stealthy as ever. Sneak attack. Go ahead, roll your sneak attack. Yay! Um, 21 for my first. Hit. Roll damage. 21 was the damage. 20, oh, 21. What did you roll to hit? Oh. I, do I have to roll to hit when I sneak up yeah. behind? Oh. <laughs> They're just denied their dex-based AC. They're flat-footed. 
but you still have to roll to hit them. My first one misses. This is a swing and a miss. But because you haven't hit them yet, your stealth still has not been broken, which means you get another attempt. Fourteen. We're going to move to Thomas' stealth as he's wading his way through the pool to, quote, go after the big guy. Twenty-two stealth. Beautiful. None of them notice you as you are able to silently wade through the pool. Now, where do you go? Because there is a pillar, if you would, holding up this cave directly in front of you. You could go to your left, which would actually be almost straight through the heart of their camp, between the two campfires. It is the direction where the person you are going towards, their back is turned to, but it is in direct line of sight of one of the littler guys. Or you could take a slightly longer path that looks to the right-hand side. Um, yes. Uh, Tama would take the right path. Taking the rightmost path, it does take you a little bit longer. Um, but you, as a monk, have more than enough movement, let's be honest. And you swing your way around the right-hand path, hugging close to the wall, slipping beneath the shadows, until just the right moment when you attempt to lunge out. So go ahead, roll your hit on this guy. He is flat-footed. Still plenty. 30. I would use Stunning Fist. Do you, you know what the DC for your Stunning Fist is? A 21. Oh, big numbers. You jumped out from behind one of the crates he was inventorying and struck him right in the throat. And he's kind of grasping at it now, struggling to even breathe, let alone speak. He's absolutely dumbfounded. Uh, please roll your damage. 13. He's certainly not dead, and he's certainly not down and out, but he is absolutely blindsided and gasping for air, unable to move or do anything. Uh, with that, Zana. Yay. The wonderful whiffing Zana. Roll to hit. 15. That's the exact AC you needed to bypass. Congratulations. Yay. Now sneak attack. Yeah, absolutely. Big, big big damage. Big damage. That is significantly less than it was last time. 17. Tired of the imprecision that swinging brings, you've decided to go for a more surefire, stealthy approach as you have now slipped the throat of this Grindy Low. Uh, roll a reflex save to see if you can catch his falling body. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, no. 15 for reflex. And it falls dead, lifeless, on the ground before you. Its spear that was in its hands clattered onto the ground, and it drew the attention of the other Grindilo who was keeping watch over by the gate. And as that happens, you hear a very ominous sound effect. You see as he runs off, almost hugging the walls, going through a small opening in the left-hand side. Meanwhile, Em, you are doffing your armor, oh, or, yeah. or you're doffing your wetsuit, and all you hear is this, like, weird... <laughs> as you see this squid goblin come running in from this cave further down, and it's just shrieking, <laughs> screaming bloody murder, as one did just occur. Not, though, that you are aware of that. However, uh, this creature... Just ran into the room as you were doffing your armor. You do have one round to react. What would you like to do? One round to react. Well, first Before of re all, it reaches. Well, I mean, it could be just charging at you. You don't know what its intentions exactly. are. Exactly, and and Snow's in a position of like vulnerability. Yeah, she like covers herself momentarily, and then okay. like she covers her her breasts. You know, mm. like in the very like as one does anime style, like that scream and everything. Yeah. scream, and then she stretches out her right hand and like just directs a spell at him. What do you cast? The only offensive spell I have is Circle of Death. Is that actually? You don't have like a cantrip? Circle of The only offensive spell. over here. You saw my tatas die. Well, I'm not naked, but just like that reaction of like, oh, I'm getting changed. Like, right, you're like, you're in your changing room. 
there's another guy in there, though. That's not a guy. That's just Wilson. <laughs> I know. I don't really see him as a male. He's more of a friend. So this is the problem. Most of my because witches are mostly touch attack spells, yeah, and I don't. To, right, that's my what I'm wolf? saying. He didn't appear. He didn't teleport. No. No, he didn't. You haven't changed floors yet or you teleported yourself. I told him to stay. You did tell him to stay very specifically. He wanted to come down here with you, lest it be known. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I can do suffocate. Yeah, you could. Okay, I cast suffocate. Oh, uh, what's four two two? And what does it do if I pass? DC is 19. <laughs> oh, this poor little creature. Wilson, unaware of precisely what's going on, finding himself unarmed, picks up his glaive from the ground and begins to move forward, not too far, but in a defensive position as if to protect you and to be a buffer between you and the incoming creature, which came in screaming, but is now grasping at its throat, struggling so much to breathe. Does Aurora form have remove curse? Yes. Cool. I also have dispel magic raider. Uh, top of the round. Tommy, you're up next. All right. He's going to... Flurio blows this dude. Uh, first one is a 24. Hits. Uh, 20. Go, go for it. Go again. Wow. 29. Also hits. 24 damage. That's all it takes. With three quick and precise strikes, you strike this tall, gangly-looking sea creature once right in the side of the knee, making him buckle and come down lower. Another one right in the liver, making him collapse and double over. And then one last overhand right hook right to the skull, and you see him collapse lifeless on the ground. Uh, Zana, it's your turn. As M has aptly named them, another sea dude ran off into the other room. Yeah, I'm going to chase him. Cool. You hook around, and you see that he is just barely out of your melee reach. He's about 15 feet away. I have uh, throwing daggers. Perfect. Ever since I got my daggers of black sand, yep, yep. my other daggers that I used to use are now my throwing daggers. Well, go ahead and eat them. Eat. Woo! Total? 7 plus 18. That's a hit. Roll damage. Yay! Don't mess up. Oh, dude, that's a crit on these daggers. An 18? Yeah, the crit on them is 17 to 20. Oh, they're keen daggers? Nice. That is a big range. Roll damage. That is exactly 10 damage. Your dagger whizzes through the air and finds purchase right behind the shoulder blade of the creature, now suffocating as it collapses on the ground, dead. Uh, with that, combat is over. But Zana, you have stumbled now into this room where you do see Wilson and Snow... But more than that, you also see mayhaps what would have been the intended destination of the creature which was running away from you, which is this translucent and eerie portal which sits in the center of this cave. Oh, hi, guys. Oh, oh, Ooh, yeah, no, th thanks for dealing with that squid monster. It, it, it caught, kind of bamboozled snow over there. Oh, absolutely, yes. Um, I'm um, covered. I guess they connect like the toothpaste. I'm gonna check on Tama. Sure. There's a cage over here. I'm just oh. That. Oh, that that's interesting. Sure. Yeah. We'll, we'll come. On, we'll come on on when she's done. Um, I think she's got the the shoes to take off. Should, should we still be quiet or is, are we good? Yeah. Now? Is everything I we, dead? I think we killed everything. You sure? There's yep. a cage. I'm pretty. Well, whatever's in the cage is in a cage. Um. Interesting. All right. Um. Yep. Just the shoes. She here. She kind of like stumbles over and splashes into the water. Zana, you begin making your way back into the other cave, uh, and Tama, you begin pressing forward deeper into it towards the direction of the cage. 
As you get closer, both of you, please roll a perception check for me. 32. 21. Zana, you're operating under the assumption that everyone uh, that was guarding this place is dead, more or less. Nothing's left in here. But Tama, from behind the cage door, you hear an ominous and eerie chanting in a language you can't understand. Tama quickly runs up to cage to get a better look. Through the locked cage doors, you can see quite clearly, at least far enough with your dark vision, to tell that there seems to be an incantation circle. At three major points of the incantation circle, there are three more of the Qualpalooks. And at the center of it is Draken. And I think that's where we're going to end this week's episode of The Odd Campaign. No! Thanks for tuning in, guys, and catch us next time on The Odd Campaign. Thank you for listening, found links to another episode of Sword Out Online Odd. We're so glad that you joined us, and we hope you'll stick around. So make sure you click that follow or subscribe button, whatever it is that you're uh, using. And uh, yeah, if you don't click that, you won't know when we release episodes. So that's kind of sad. Want to give a big thank you and uh, shout out to Will Savino with Music D20, Michael Kelfi with Michael Kelfi Studios and Monument Studios, and Yvonne Dutch for allowing us to use their music and ambiance in today's episode. Thank you, Foundlings. And again, we'll see you next, next week on another episode of Sword Out Line Odd. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.